In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. As parents, we all know how important it is to have good conversations with our kids, especially about the big things in life. If you've wondered how to get started, let me recommend Between Us Guys by Joel Fitzpatrick. It's a great conversation guide for dads and sons. And for moms and daughters, check out Between Us Girls by Trish Donahue. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, I get to welcome Joel Fitzpatrick. Joel is an ordained minister in the Presbyterian Church in America with a focus on youth and family. He received his Master of Divinity degree from Westminster Theological Seminary in California and lives in Southern California with his wife of nearly 20 years and their two children. Joel is author or contributor to several books, including most recently a great book called Between Us Guys, Life-Changing Conversations for Dads and Sons. Joel, welcome to In the Word on the Go. Thanks so much for having me on, Champ. I'm glad to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. Joel, tell us what verse you have for us today. Yeah, the verse that we're going to look at today is Proverbs 1. We're going to be looking at verses 8 and 9. It's really one long sentence. Let me read it for us. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. So, Joel, if you were explaining this to your children when they were younger, how would you do that? How would you put it on their level? Yeah, we actually talked about this verse with both of our children as they were growing up. This was one that we had them memorize as kids. And the way we did it, my wife and I did it, was when we would talk to our children, when we would have our family worship time in the evening, we would be talking to them about God's ways and God's words. And we would tell them, we would make like signs out of our hands. We'd say, this is like a graceful garland for your head. And we would make like a crown out of our hands. That way they could visualize it. We would put something around our kids' necks like a necklace. We'd say this is like a this is like a beautiful pendant that you wear around your neck. It constantly reminds you of who God is, how much He loves you, how much He cares for you, and what's wise in this world, how to live with wisdom in the world. I love how you're making it visual there. So Joel, help us connect the dots. In what way is wisdom from mom and dad to children? In what ways is that wisdom like a crown or like a necklace around someone's neck? Yeah, in one sense, uh, it actually shows uh, the people around our kids. As our kids take up wisdom and they begin to live that out in the world, mm -hmm. it shows them that they belong. It shows the world around them that they belong to a different kingdom. It shows them who their king actually is. It's King Jesus. Hmm. Uh, it shows also uh, this, this picture of beauty, that living by the way that God lays out is actually a beautiful thing. Hmm. It is something that makes people look and say, wow, like that was a really, really wise thing for you to do. That's actually something that's attractive and beautiful. And then it shows that their, their heart that their hearts are changed 
It shows that there are hearts that, uh, that so often like struggle with what to do in the moment that it actually, their hearts are changed and being conformed more and more into the image of their good king, Jesus. So, Joel, you mentioned Jesus. I think it's always valuable to ask that very question, like, where is God in this passage? So why don't you help fill in those blanks for us? What do you see? Yeah, I think there are a couple of things. Uh, One, we see that Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom. Um, Jesus is the one who who is wisdom itself. Mm -hmm. He lived out wisdom. He spoke out wisdom. He's the one who lived the wise life for us. But then also we see that God is this great father. He's our father. He's the one who's instructing us, who's teaching us what it means to live with wisdom. And then we as dads, we get to kind of in a way image our good father Hmm. in speaking his wisdom to our kids. So, Joel, you've identified what's positive in this verse about what our God is like. But let's go to the negative. Like, what if, what if this verse were flipped on its head? What would the inverse of this verse be? Yeah, it would be, it would be almost like the picture that we see of the fool later on in Proverbs. Hmm. It would say something like, uh, don't listen to me, son. Don't hear my instruction. Uh, go ahead and blow off everything that your mom and dad tell you <laughs> because they're completely useless. Mm. Uh, your parents are useless. What they say to you is useless. Living with wisdom is useless. That would be the inverse. So it's almost like the call of falling, the call of the foolish woman later on in Proverbs. He says, come, like come because the bread that I give you, that's free bread. And then that uh, living out those foolish thoughts, that foolish way, leads to Sheol, it leads to death, it leads to pain. So it seems so obvious when you say it that way, that God's way is not just right, but it's good. So why is following this way of wisdom, listening to the wisdom of mom and dad, seem to be so difficult for us? I think on a, on a heart level, we all want to live our own lives the way that we want to live them. We don't want to submit to our good king and to our parents. I know that was my story when I was a kid. My mother is incredibly wise. My father is incredibly wise. My father's an elder. My mother is a speaker and a writer. And they would give me so much wisdom throughout my life. And yet I wanted to be me. I wanted Mm. to do things my way. And, you know, the beauty is that even when I wanted to do things my way, God, through Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, continued to pursue me and love me. Even now, when I want to do things my own way and not submit to my good father, Jesus continues to pursue me. And I think that's the hope that we have in this. We can continue to speak truths to our kids, continue to build wisdom into them, knowing that God the Father is to use um, our broken effort to change the heart of rebellious children. So Joel, if there were a teenager listening to this in the back of the minivan today as their family's running an errand and in his or her heart, they know that they struggle with obeying mom and dad, listening to yet another round of advice from mom and dad, what would you say to that teenager? I would say, <laughs> first of all, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're you're in a long line of teenagers who have tried to do this their way. I would say to this teenager, dear friend, your parents aren't 
trying to just squash your joy. They aren't just trying to make your life difficult. They love you deeply, and they know that God's ways are the best ways. And so they're actually trying to help you be the fullest, most beautiful you you can be. If that's something that you want in your life, then it makes sense to submit to somebody who wants that very same thing for you. What they'll tell you won't be easy. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you about that. What they'll tell you is not going to be easy. It may cost you what you think is temporary pleasure now. It may cost you friendships, but in the long run, they're saving you from pain. They're saving you from suffering because they love you. So this promise comes right out of God's word that this kind of wisdom will be like that kind of treasure and value to you. So we're calling uh, children, teenagers to not just trust their parents, but to trust the Lord. Mm, Yeah, because ultimately when your parents speak as a dad, when I speak God's truth to my children in that moment, I'm standing there as like a representative, as an ambassador of God speaking good news, which is really the gospel. I mean, the gospel is good news. I'm speaking that to my children and helping them, drawing them into something more beautiful than any other conversation they could be having. Joel, it has been great to have you on the podcast. Excellent reminders for all of us, really, of any age. Would you close our time together by praying this verse for our listeners? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, Father, We thank you so much that we can turn to you and call you our Father through the work of Christ. Lord, so often our hearts don't want to listen to you. So often we don't want to hear your instruction. We don't want to live by our mother's teaching, by the teaching that you have given us through the word of God. Lord, so often we look at your wisdom and we don't think of it like it's a crown or a beautiful pendant around our neck. Lord, we pray that by the power of the Spirit, you would begin to open our eyes to the beauty of living in wisdom. Lord, do that for Christ's sake, not for our own glory, but for Christ's glory and for the building of his church, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.